the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a almost fall morning in the hill country. I'm telling you what, it's gorgeous out there this morning. And uh, be nice to the tourists and, uh, you know, take your time driving up uh, 16 this morning and uh, or back down it, whichever way you're going. Um, yeah, always good to be here. I come in here because I want to get you engaged in the process of self-governance, which goes beyond the process of self-governance, believe it or not, goes beyond complaining. Um, and so, actually, I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm not going to be here on Thursday, so I'm pre-recording a show. I'll be recording parts of it today and tomorrow, and we'll put that up on Thursday. And uh, actually, uh, today's uh, uh, second quarter is going to kind of tie in with what I've got going, the theme I have going for Thursday. But it's about engagement. It's about engagement. It's about going beyond complaining and engaging and so that is uh we're going to talk a little bit about that today and uh, that'll be thursday's program i'm looking forward to it there are things i get in my head that that will stay there for days and it's like all right i need to just sit down record this and put it on the air and so that's what i'm going to do with uh, what's been going through my head for the last few weeks and uh, we'll bring that to you Thursday, a special show on Thursday. Looking forward to that. Um, got things for your calendar this Saturday, September 18th, Boots and Barbecue. Uh, lots of discussion with our with the organizers over the last 48 hours. Uh, we were sold out, and then we weren't sold out, and then there was a few tickets left. And so what we have are a few individual or pairs of tickets left. And uh, don't worry, if you buy two tickets, you'll be able to sit with uh, whoever you have a ticket to. But um, we're uh, kind of filling in some of the blank spaces, and so tickets may come and go. Um, but you can go to fredericksburgteaparty.org, and you can find the link there uh, for buying your tickets to Saturday. I'm telling you what, now that I've seen some of the raffle items, oh, my goodness, I'm buying raffle tickets um, my brother, who lives in uh, uh, Seattle, he saw he saw some of the items that are going to be on the uh, uh, raffle list, and he's signed up for tickets. So, you know, the worst thing is, is if I buy a ticket for my brother and then he wins <clears throat> on his tickets, you know, that's like someone sending you to Vegas with uh, money. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, and then they come back and say, man, yeah, your $10, your $100, it's gone, sorry. And then they pull up in that new Corvette, you know, the next day. You never know. Did they, uh, did they win that with your $10, with your $100 bill? You know, of course not. So um, I don't even know where that conversation was going. Oh, I know where it was. Boots and Barbecue Saturday. There we go. Rabbit holes on a Tuesday morning going down rabbit holes. Um, Saturday, this Saturday, Boots and Barbecue, it is going to be an absolute blast. I can't wait. I have to go buy me some manly footwear today. And uh, if you're not from Texas, 
um, and you don't know what that line means, then, uh, okay, you got some history to do. Uh, the rest of you out there know exactly what manly footwear is. So uh, there you go. Um, Saturday, the 18th, get your tickets. FredericksburgTeaParty.org, Boots and Barbecue. It's going to be the event that everybody's talking about. And next week you're going to say, man, I should have gone to that. I thought about going to that. Um, well, here's your chance. If you're still thinking about it, get your tickets now. Go. I give you permission to leave the show and go purchase your tickets right now. And I hope there's some left because it's really getting down to literally a handful. And I know what the word literally means. All right. What else do we got on the calendar? Saturday, the 25th, March to the border. Uh, we'll give you more details as we get closer to that. Um, but what is happening closer than that? If you're in Fredericksburg, and we talked about this yesterday, there is a special uh, city council meeting on tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, September 15th. And it is a public hearing, which means they're going to hear the public. What a novel idea. So that is going to be about your tax increase. Listen, Fredericksburg is going the opposite direction of most cities in the state of Texas. Yes, you heard me say that right. I can go through uh, cities that are larger than uh, Fredericksburg and cities about the same size as Fredericksburg who have adopted the no new revenue, uh, the no new revenue tax rates. Um, and uh, there are a few places, mostly run by liberals, where they're taking advantage of the of the emergency because during emergency that law we passed a couple of years ago about increasing your local taxes that there is a uh, a limit on on your tax increases remember we got that into law in uh, 2019 there is a limit to the amount of uh, taxes your county or city can increase uh, in any given period and all they have to do it's not a cap it's not a cap. It's just a marker point. If they want more than that limit, then all they have to do is go ask you for it. Well, there is a loophole in that law, and it has to do with a declared emergency. So we have got cities now who are using that loophole to go up to the old 8% instead of the 25 or 3% uh, increase. And uh, the city of Fredericksburg is uh, one of those that your tax bill is going to be substantially higher and your city council is going to look you in the face and tell you that they are not increasing your tax rate. <clears throat> That's what they're going to say. You're going to say, but my taxes are going up. That means I'm paying more taxes. They're going to say, well, we're not increasing your rate. Or, as one of our very astute council members said the other day, in the public hearing, it's only $98. It's only $98. Wah, wah, quit whining. It's only $98. Yep, that's what she said in the city council meeting. That's a matter of uh, public record. So that's how much they think of your money. It's only $98. Um, and so there you go. That is uh, what's coming up. Uh, city council, if you want to go speak back to that. The, uh, it's going to be meeting at the fire training room in City Hall. That is on West Main Street. Folks, that's right across the street from the library, the old post office. Uh, 
It's there on Mark Plots. It's where all the uh, where all the where all the uh, firefighters all pull out of there on Main Street. You, I know you've seen it a thousand times. It's in that building. I believe it is upstairs. Um, so that is uh, tomorrow night, six o'clock. Go early. Um, visit with uh, Jeanette if you want to speak. If not, just go and be. Just go and be. Be there. Be support for those who are going to speak. All right, what else do we have this Friday? The FBFW Post 7105 invites you to attend a POWMIA ceremony. That is this Friday at 10 a.m. at the VFW Post um, uh, 7105. That's located at 710 South Washington Street in Fredericksburg. This will uh, ceremony will consist of the setting of the POWMIA table and guest speaker, Dr. Joseph E. Milligan, Colonel, U.S. Air Force, retired. And um, there you go. This is going to be a great event for you Friday morning if you want to honor the POWs and the MIAs this uh, Saturday the 17th. I'm sorry, Friday the 17th at 10 a.m. at VFW Post 7105. Someone from the Kerr group that is doing the prayers on Saturdays. I need to know, someone text me in that group. Um, I need to know if uh, this prayer at the county courthouse is every weekend. I believe it is. I believe that some good patriots in Kerr County are going to be praying at the county courthouse every weekend, um, every Saturday. I do not have the details, um, and I could be completely wrong. So if one of you guys, one of you ladies or gentlemen, would text me during the show, I'll get that straight. Um, <clears throat> hang on tight. Uh, we're about to take a short break. I'm running overtime. We're going to get with uh, Pastor Greg at the bottom of the hour. I'm uh, looking forward to visiting in him, with him because uh, we're going to talk about some things, some issues that I don't get to talk about normally because I talk about Texas. Uh, we're going to talk about Russia and Saudi Arabia today. And uh, when we get back, I'm going to tell you what an awesome morning person I am. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. By the way, you can find these uh, these programs every day. I put them up on Spotify. Try to get them up on the same day so you can tell your friends about it. Or if you get really mad at something I said, you can you can download it and save it for history's sake and, and uh, tell it to your friends. Did you hear what that nasty Matt Long said, how mean he was? Um, in fact, that may just happen right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, check Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and uh, search for The Matt Long Show, and you'll see a fine picture of me standing in front of the Capitol with a big smile on my face and uh, just a, a handsome bandana on and my Sunday go-to-meeting clothes, a uh, sunny day in the Capitol. So look for that picture on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and uh, there you go. Um so all of us, uh, all of us have that whatever that thorn in your flesh is, right? For something that's uh, you have a a personal trait that uh, you're just not proud of, and and you try to work on it, and 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 or maybe you don't. But uh, mine is anger. 
and has been for many, many years. And I'm telling you what, I have consciously, consciously on a daily basis uh, start, I, I, I consciously think about my temper. And uh, if you ask my wife, we've been married 20 years. Have I improved? Absolutely. In my 21 years, I have improved in my temper, and she'll tell you that. In fact, if I hadn't, she I don't know where she would be today, but it sure wouldn't be getting up, waking up with me every morning. Um, because, yes, uh, I took it out on her for a first couple of years of marriage. Um, I'm not a morning person either, all right? And I also work on that. I also try to work on that on a, a daily basis. Um, but it's hard. I'm I, Listen, I'm not one of these people that jumps up when the rooster crows and is excited to meet the new day and and uh uh you know that's uh i'm i'm that's not me in fact people like that i'm i'm uh, i'm a little suspicious there's there's got to be something else going on right you you've got a i don't know maybe it's a little uh a thermos next to your bed or something i'm not sure but if you get up all joyful to meet the new day and can't wait to get going well yeah, that's not me. I'm really joyful at about 10:30 or 11 at night when there's a really old movie coming on on Turner Classic Movies. Now that I'm joyful for, right? All right, so I'm not a morning person. So um this morning my day started out kind of strangely. Um and so I didn't follow my 24-hour rule. By the way, if you don't know what the 24-hour rule is, that is uh best on uh, social media that if someone says something that really chaps your you-know-what and your your fingers are itching to hit the keyboard and you'll show them, uh, my rule is wait 24 hours. That's the rule, wait 24 hours. So I broke all my rules this morning. I got up grouchy and uh, uh, reacted to a text um, out of anger and uh, didn't wait the 24 hours, so I broke all the rules. But I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to stand by uh, what happened this morning. It is time. I don't know what it's going to take to wake folks up. I don't know what it's going to take to get you engaged in the process. I, I wish I knew what that secret was. Um, one thing I do know is that most of us are not willing to get out of our comfort zone until we're in pain, right? That's just the way we are. That's true for alcoholics and addicts that... Many of them will not turn away from their from their addictions until they've. It's the term we use is hit bottom, and when they hit the bottom, when the pain is hard enough, when they've lost most of their teeth, and I've seen some meth heads with most of their teeth missing, and you want to say to them, "Dude, it's great that you're recovered now and you're clean and sober, but uh, could you have done that before you lost all your teeth?" But I guess that's what it takes for a lot of people. And so there are things that people say to me that are excuses that just just set me off. All right, they just set me off. And I'm gonna I'm gonna clear up a little bit. There are valid excuses. You know, when you have an excused absence from work, you call it an excuse, but that doesn't mean it's bad. You know, a lot of people think when you say the word excuse that it's bad, right? No, it's not. You have excused uh, absences. Uh, our representatives can be have an excused absence from uh, the floor. They're not allowed to have too many. You're not allowed to have too many in your job, right? So I want to talk about some of the excuses I hear. And the number one I hear uh, the most often is I don't have the time. 
I don't have the time. And most of those people are willing to point to someone else who they think does have the time. Um, I'm here to inform you that I don't have the time to do what I do. I don't have the time to do what I've done the last eight years, right? We all have the same time period. We all have, God gave us all the same 24 hours. Each one of them has 60 minutes in it. Each one of those minutes or each one of them has 12 hour, 24 hours in it. And each one of those uh, hours has 60 minutes in it. And each one of the, you, you know what I'm saying. We all have the same amount of time, period. It is what you choose to do with your time, we choose to do with our time, whether consciously or unconsciously, the things that are the most important to us. Most of us do that unconsciously. And if you stop and say, how am I spending my time, then you'll realize that this, these are the things that are the most important to me. And if something else comes up that becomes more important than you, all right, or more important than one of the things on your list, you will move it aside, whatever, you'll pick something out of your uh, time period, and you'll set it aside, you'll put it down to place in its place something new <clears throat> that you want to be use your time for. That's the way all of us are. That's the way it is with me. That's the way it is with Angela Smith. That's the way it is with... Any of the activists I see and work with on a daily basis, I spent 11 hours on the road this weekend, 12 hours on the road this weekend, got up, drove uh, about uh, six hours on uh, Saturday morning, went to a dinner, drove back uh, about six hours on Sunday. Now, was it that important? No, it was actually a pretty good dinner. Usually they're, you know, rubber chicken dinners, right? Um it was a, it was an awards ceremony for some grassroots worker, grassroots workers. Did I have to go? No, didn't have to go. No one would have missed me if I hadn't have gone. But knowing that I'm supporting other grassroots activists by being there and recognizing their words, their time there, instead of maybe going fishing with my friend Gene, he's got his boat fixed, right? Finally, he got his. He took me out to the lake a few weeks ago, and his boat broke, and so we didn't get to fish. Now his boat's fi fixed, um, but I'm spending the whole weekend on the road to go have dinner with some folks because that was more important to me. All right, and that was where I chose to do my time. And uh, we all have the same amount of time. It's what you choose to do with it. What is most important about it? And then we're going to come back to this after we. Uh, go with uh, a visit with Pastor Greg here. We're going to go nationwide here in a few seconds, and we're going to visit with Pastor Greg. It's fun because I get to talk about the things that uh, I normally don't get to talk about with Pastor Greg. So we're going to talk about Saudi and Russia. Saudi and Russia. What is going on? Y'all stay tuned, folks. Um, that's a, a minute early, isn't it, Bob? Sorry about that. We're um, we're we're going to... we're. Um, that was early, so we're just going to take off. We'll be right back here with Pastor Greg. Changing Generation with Pastor Greg. 
And welcome back to Chosen Generation Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Greg. Thanks so much for being here. I do know you have a choice and where you can listen each and every day. And I thank you for keeping it tuned here. Welcome all of our audience listening across the country and on TECNTV.com and CloudHub. I encourage you to get over, by the way, to CloudHub. Uh, Facebook is is still moving forward with all their censoring and their banning. So at some point, that may happen to us and may happen to you. I encourage you to uh, check out clout hub all right uh, as always uh, in this segment uh, really pleased to join the matt long show and the hill country patriot radio station and uh, and the hill country patriot patriots yeah that would be right <laughs> the hill country patriots great to be with all of you and matt great to be with you my friend thank you sir always a pleasure uh, always enjoy our tuesday mornings well, there's a, there's a lot for us uh, to talk about in our uh, in our segment today, and 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 we had some great conversation uh, yesterday evening, as we always do, as we uh, as we get ready uh, to uh, to do this segment with our with our listening audience. Uh, several things going on. There's a third special session, and there's a whole lot of holes in it. Things that aren't being discussed. Some good things, but. A lot of stuff not being discussed. Redistricting is one of those things. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll, let's let's jump into this uh, petrodollar uh, issue and and Saudi Arabia and and Russia and our relationship with Saudi Arabia. And uh, I know you've done some some research with regards to parts of this. I'm I'm interested to hear what you've uh, discovered, and then I. I, there's some things that I think we also that I'd like to share from the sources that I've talked with relative to this issue as well. So uh, please uh, go ahead and tell me what uh, what you've learned relative to Saudis, Russia and the petrodollar and and what the Biden administration has created. Yeah, they'd be glad to. There's um you know, I think what we're starting to see is a, a growing lack of trust in the Middle East about where will the United States stand with you. You know, we've been helping defend Saudi Arabia for many years. And uh, so what has happened between Saudi and Russia in the last couple of weeks, actually, it's played out over the last couple of weeks. And yesterday, I believe, or the day before, the uh, signatures were put on the paper. And several things happened in those series of meetings. One of them is that Saudi and Russia have agreed to start doing military exercises together. So they're going to work in kind of a mutual defense. Uh, 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 they're going to they're going to work together in in uh, and do war games or whatever you call it, uh, strategizing, and that's with Russia. And uh, that's another part of that deal had to do with buying arms from Russia. And uh, the third part of that deal had to do with the discussions that are beginning between Russia and Saudi Arabia to no longer trade oil, to no longer purchase oil with the U.S. dollar. All right, so those three things are, they all seem like little insubstantial things, and why would we pay attention to them? But uh, our, our defense our defense uh, industry in the United States is second to none, and uh, forty. I, I'm, I'm not going to give any numbers. Can I can't because I can't find them this morning. But we a, a, a large amount of what we produce weapons 
we sell to Saudi Arabia, and it's not like two or three percent. All right, it, it, it's a big number, and um, Saudi Arabia happens to be the largest purchaser of weapons in the world. That caught me by surprise. And the two sellers, the two top sellers, are the United States and Russia. So the United States has the biggest part of the uh, 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 share of that trade, and Russia is about to get a whole bunch more of it. By the way, between 2016 and 2020, and I found the numbers, this is from the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute, 24% um, of U.S. arms, one out of every four piece of uh, a weaponry manufactured in the United States is sold to Saudi Arabia. All right, I better stop, Greg. You better say something, because I'll get on a roll, and you won't even be able to interrupt me. Okay, so here are some things, though, that we need to understand, and I don't know if your research shared this with you or not, about Saudi Arabia. There, there, are, there are two competing powers in Saudi Arabia, there there are the royals, and then there is a a very hardcore uh, element, very similar to what runs Iran, mm -hmm. the 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 imams that run Iran. The Saudi royal family maintains control of Saudi Arabia in part through basically doling out oil money in order to keep uh, certain individuals in check. Now, uh, you might you might remember the, the Khashoggi incident that took place a few years back? Yes, sir. That was the that was the journalist and and and, and what have you. Well um, the the vilification of the royals in that left out some pretty key elements and and that was that uh Khashoggi apparently uh there's ties to the potential of him being a, an asset for the CIA number 1 number 2 Khashoggi was as i understand it from my sources selling out to Iran mm. and Iran is an enemy of the Saudi royals Saudi Arabia also was where we kept missiles, and we kept those missiles there in order to make sure that Hamas and 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 that element Hezbollah and and their weaponry, as they were firing out of Yemen into Saudi Arabia, that they didn't topple the royal family. Because if if the toppling of the royal family happened, then that would create a, a total monopoly amongst the Iranian influence mm. in there, and, and it would completely isolate Israel. Our audience needs to remember that back during the Obama years, Israel partnered with Saudi Arabia when the Obama administration shifted policy and did what the Biden administration is doing through back channels, and that is supporting Erdogan and supporting Iran, which are both mortal enemies of Israel. 
And so because of the maneuvering that Biden has done, pulling out the missiles, stopping sending arms to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia's royals become incapable of defending themselves. Uh-huh. And and they have to look somewhere else in order to in in order for that defense. And the other piece to this is is that the Biden administration knew that. They knew that Saudi Arabia would look to do that. Remember that Biden, that Biden and Obama's promise to us was to fundamentally change the United States. And if you study what they had done, their goal, they saw America as this imperialistic colonizer mm-hmm. that had to be neutered. Right. And so their goal was, we've got to weaken the economy, we've got to weaken the dollar, and Americans need to start living like third world country people because America must be punished for all of its years of, of evil. And therefore, the, and the Biden administration knew that destroying the petrol dollar was a, a fast track to accomplish that. So pulling out of Saudi Arabia, violating our agreements with them, not providing them with defense, was a was a quick way because China was the one they were counting on to make that arrangement with the Saudis. Mm-hmm. The problem in China today is is that China took over Hong Kong. Everybody knows that. Right. But Hong Kong was the economic engine that gave China the ability to 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 do its roads and bridges uh, plan. In, in lending to all of these little countries and then going in and, and, and defaulting them and taking over. When the Communist Party took over Hong Kong, they, they crippled themselves because they destroyed their economic base. Yeah. That's why they're trying to get into Taiwan. Mm. I'm telling you what, the world is upside down. The world is absolutely upside down. The, uh, you, you, we vaguely mentioned the petrodollar. The, the dollar is, here's, here's what's going to destroy us. The decline of the dollar will really kill us. First of all, we've got step one, or one of the steps. We have, uh, we're printing money at a, or I'm sorry, we're digitizing money at an unbelievable rate, a rate that no country has ever done in the history of mankind. We've never done that to us. Part of what keeps the dollar strong is that we have a strong country. And people look to us and say, well, your, your military can defend us. We have, been, we have been defending in the Middle East and kind of keeping turmoil out of the Middle East just by being there with a big stick. And so now that our dollar is starting to fade away and we're pulling completely out of the Middle East, the Middle East is up for grabs now. And not only that, the the dollar was always used to trade oil. It's been that way for a long time. That is another thing that gives our dollar strength and gives us respect around the world. And that everybody knows you can trust that dollar. 
Well, when Saudi and Russia signed a deal, and by the way, the Chinese have been looking at a petro-yen, I believe. It hasn't been working real well for them yet. But uh, Saudi and Russia now are saying, look, we'll buy and sell oil in another currency. When the world looks at that and says, what, these guys are backing out of American currency? What's wrong with American currency? What is it that I should be afraid of? These are like warning bells to the rest of the world, and they're saying, wait a minute, what's going on? So the strength of the dollar through this move, if they end up doing this, our dollar is going to be worth less um, and possibly even worthless. And no, I'm not trying to sell you any gold or silver, but folks, it sure wouldn't hurt uh, to have something of real value these days um, as the dollar bill appears to be... It's in the early stages of on its way out. I think we can still save it, um, but uh, we're, we're not at the end route of this. We'll know at the end route of this uh, when the grocery stores start being empty and a loaf of bread costs $15, you'll know that. And Revelation talks about that that, that, that is at some point on its way, and we absolutely should be prepared for that. And, uh, and I know, Matt, you share this with your listeners, and I share it with mine as well. You know, it, you, you need to seriously start thinking about how you're going to provide for your own energy, how you're going to provide for your own water, how you're going to provide for, you know, some, some food to get you through. Uh, and, and it's one of the reasons why, of course, you had issues like the BLM and the uh, EPA and all saying, you know, we're going to come in and take over your private water sources and we're going to take over your gardens and you can't, you know, all this kind of nonsense that they were doing under the Obama administration was, was getting the rules in place in preparation for being able to stop us. It, it is a, it's a scary thing. Something else to add to this as you do your research, Germany and Russia entered into an agreement whereby Russia is using that pipeline to send oil into Europe. Okay. Remember that President Trump pushed very hard to stop that, and he castigated Germany for doing that. That opened up the ability for Russia to stabilize its economy and enter into this agreement with the Saudis, because Russia now becomes a channel by which the Saudis can send oil, and that oil finds its way into Europe. And, you know, it tell- all of this is stuff. One minute. Go ahead. Oh, I said it just tells you it just tells you the yeah. uh, lack of faith in the United States by the rest of the world that they're willing to take oil and gas from Russia. Yes, yes, <laughs> and that is directly related to the Obama administration and now the Biden policies that mirror that administration, and even to to some of the things that the Clintons were doing as well, although. Bill Clinton is responsible for the agreement that we entered into with the Saudis to try to secure the uh, petrodollar. All right, folks, uh, good to be with you today. God bless you. God bless you, Matt. God bless the Hill Country. I'll be back with you all next week. And uh, and then maybe we'll get into talking about that third session. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to take.
right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Yeah, I get to talk a little international with Pastor Greg. Lots of fun, and uh, yeah, I hope we didn't scare you anymore. But uh, yeah, you know, I was thinking during that that um, there are many, many uh, uh, aspects of my life where I wonder, why did I just go through what I just went through, right? And you look at something and you go, what was God thinking? You know, I know everything works out, that God's got a plan and all of that. And you go through something really ugly in your life and you go th- and you make it through to the other side and you go and, and you question what, why, what, what was that? What, what were you doing? I had a really, <laughs> this was an eye opener for me a few backs without go a few years back without going into all the details, but we had an event that that kind of stretched me for a while, and and uh, then it was like, all right, what I, I don't get it, and then something bigger came along and hit me even harder than that first situation. And I remember when I got to about halfway through the second larger event, and I was thinking, you know what, that first event, that was that was practice, that was God giving me a chance to exercise some muscles, uh, metaphorical muscles that I had not exercised in a long time. In fact, I looked at it as saying, you know, that first period was God prepping me for the second thing I was about to go through because God knew what the second thing was, and so he handled it through this first thing. Now, where is this going? I believe that, in for me, the winter storm Uri that we had, that came through and cut our power and our water and our and and our ability to go to the grocery store and it made us all stop it made everybody stop and think you know i we had people i heard a story of someone who has a fireplace in their home their power was out for over a week they have a fireplace in their home but they had no firewood yes i, I know i know they they had a fireplace but no firewood their power's out for a week and they look around and go we've got a fireplace and it's like <laughs> Yeah, but we don't have any firewood. Um, I know people whose water went out for well over a week, for 10 days, even longer. All right? And uh, their, their, their well pump froze up, and then the power was out to the, to the well pump. And you stop and you say, you know, it might not hurt to have, I don't know, 50 gallons of water put up somewhere. I know that when we made it through Uri and uh, we we were fair we were in pretty good shape going into Uri. Um, our water made it, even though um, listen, about a week or so, about two weeks before Uri, my wife said, "Matt, you need to go out and uh, fill all of our water jugs because we have ten five-gallon uh, drinkable water jugs," and so. And I only had a few of them filled, and uh, and because we had moved around, and rather than carrying all that water, I just emptied them out at some point, put them in storage, and said, "Well, I'm going to get those out and and go through the process of put, you know, bleaching them out and then cleaning them and getting good water in it." You need to kind of swap. I think about every six months, it doesn't hurt to clean out your water and and your your short term water storage because this is for short term. So going into that. Um, I had not done what my wife asked me to. So we had to go out and get the water. I had two containers of water. I'm not sure if Gail ever knew actually how many containers I had because I'm a pretty smart guy. And, uh, yeah, I just wasn't going to tell her we only have two of the ten jugs filled. 
So when I got to the second jug and we're about halfway through it, I'm I'm thinking, you know what, the peanut butter is going to hit the fan if uh, if if uh, if if that second jug of water doesn't last. All right, and it made it. The second jug of water made it, and uh, I I barely escaped. So guess what I'm going to go do today? I'm going to go fill the rest of those water jugs up today. <laughs> so. I think that Yuri may have been something that was preparing us for something a little bit longer. And I'm not talking about possibly the entire collapse of the country because your short-term storage stuff isn't going to get you very far. But we all need about a, a – it wouldn't hurt to have two weeks to a month's worth of, of freeze-dried food, of, of, of things ready to go in your home. And I think Yuri may have been a preparation for something bigger. Um, let's get back in the last three minutes. I want to talk about what, what, how you use your time. And I, I don't want this to sound as a brag, but I'm going to tell you, for those of out there who, who don't have, who tell me you don't have time, we all have the same amount of time. It's what you choose to do with it. And that means you're going to have to get uncomfortable. Things that you've enjoyed doing for many, 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 many years that are an integral part of your, your life. If you want to do something and get involved in self-governance, if you want to get up and make a change in the world around you, you have to give up some of those things. I'm going to go through some of the things that I've given up. And, it's again, this is not a brag. I just want you to know where I'm coming from and what I expect of others who want to make a difference, who claim that they want to make a difference. I, uh, I play, I, I love my musical instruments. I love nothing more than sitting around on a Saturday, picking up different, my keyboard, playing on my keyboards, playing the harmonicas, trying, I've got a couple of new instruments, got all kind. I haven't picked them up in years. I haven't picked them up in years. I love reading fiction. I love, and I know, go ahead, go ahead, shoot me now. I love Stephen King. I've been reading him ever since he had three books out. I remember reading his first, uh, his third book uh, was my first of his that I've read, and I've followed him every day. I know, I know, I hate his politics, too. I love reading uh, long historical fiction novels. All of that is gone. I had a, uh, uh, for a while, I was, uh, there were comic books, that uh, a series of comic books, and yet actually tied to Stephen King, graphic novels tied to Stephen King stories. And being such a Stephen King collector and lover, I started in on when uh, Stephen King started doing all these graphic novels. I started buying them and collecting them and, and loved sitting down and reading them and going through them. And um, I've got five boxes of comics that I haven't opened up in seven years. The boxes are still taped from seven years ago when they got shipped to me from my comic, uh, uh, comic store in Dallas. They're still sitting there, um, just sitting around the campfire on the weekend, going out to the lake on the weekends. My weekends are full. There's always something to do. There's always a rally. There's always a, a, a grassroots uh, meeting where we're putting our heads together. There's something every single weekend. My wife, Gail, will say, all right, what do you got this weekend? She back, She looks out at the calendar and says, I need one weekend with you. I, I don't have that. I've given that up. The list goes on. The list goes on of the things that I've enjoyed doing in the past that I no longer do because I think our country and our state is at a tipping point, 
And I look around, I don't see very many people doing anything about it. I feel like I have to. So I've given up a ton of things that I absolutely were central to my life, that I enjoyed. They're all out of my life. I miss them. I miss those things. And yet, I think we can save Texas, and I'm going to continue fighting for it. I want you to look at your time. What are you doing that you could give up? Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. We'll see y'all tomorrow.